How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. The Giants have continually just taken small steps forward. It is obviously coaching, but these guys just got better across the board. And the expectation rose each and every victory that they had this year. And that's what makes this so damn impressive. Brandon Tierney. This is pathetic. Like, old kid inside, why would you start Flacco? It is such a defeatist loser move. I don't want them to win, and I don't want to watch Flacco. So why would I watch the game? Tiki and Tierney on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey. All right, 1002 on the fan. What's going on, everybody? How are you today? It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. We got a couple of things to talk about. Yes, we do. I listen, it's never fun when somebody gets fired. Certainly, you never want to, uh, you know, you don't want to see that happen to anybody, but it's big business. They're well compensated, so it's not like they're scrounging to make rent. Uh, but there's certainly a sensitivity to, or mortgage, there's certainly a sensitivity to upheaval and change. We all get that. Uh, so th- nobody wants to see people get fired. Having said that, the Jets absolutely had to move on from LaFleur. They did. I give them credit there. Let, let me tell you what has to happen now, all right? And I am worried that this will not happen. But what must happen is that this absolutely must be a Joe Douglas special. I don't want input from Robert Sala. I don't want Robert Sala having any juice on this. What has to happen is this. All right, Joe Douglas identifies the the the, the people who he wants to talk to, people that he targets, whomever he hires, right? You basically say, here's the key, there's the offense, go fix it. Sala, you work the other parts of the building. Because the next person that comes in here to be the offensive coordinator for the Jets must be the kind of person, and this is why Salah can't be in on this decision, <laughs> who could ascend, if necessary, to the head coach position. Well, it's interesting you put it that way because it seems like the most successful new regimes it, do that. They do something like that. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator, offensive mind, he goes and Fortunately, he's able to hire Wayne Martindale, who's now getting head coaching inquiries because of how good the Giants' defense has been, particularly 
in the in the red zone and um, how aggressive he is. He's made his name for himself. Brian Dable doesn't have to worry about the New York Giants defense. Obviously, he has purview over it, but he doesn't have to worry about it. You see it, um, you know, in other places in the league. You go back, I'm thinking back to Chuck Pagano, my buddy Bruce Arians, or at least our buddy Bruce. I've known him forever, literally since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. You've known him because he's been on the show so many times. Bruce Arians gets hired in Indianapolis. Chuck Pagano doesn't have to worry about the offense. And then Bruce Arians did the same thing when he went down to Tampa Bay. He hires Todd Bowles, who's been, you know, a less than stellar head coach, but he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Bruce Arians doesn't have to worry about the defensive side of the equation. And so for the New York Jets, you're right, BT, and I would put it, you know, somewhat differently, same 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 idea, but the Jets and their hiring of their next offensive coordinator need to hire their next head coach. Right? They have to hire somebody who could be a head coach because that's what the best teams do. Right? It's 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 there's, there's certain head coaches that kind of just sit right in the middle, and they're great delegators of power. We saw this with um, with the, the Seattle Seahawks and, and Carroll out there, how he just he never felt like he was offensive-minded or defensive-minded. He's kind of just sat right there. Bill Belichick, even John though— John Harbaugh, special teams guy. John Harbaugh is the same way. Like yep. There's certain guys that just sit right in the middle, and, and they're great motivators of men. They empower their coordinators, and it feels like— all right, they they can get it right no matter what happens. With Robert Sala, he's clearly a defensive-minded coach. He, um, you know, was really good at that out in San Francisco. But I, you can't trust his offensive acumen to make the right decision on the offensive side of the ball. So he's got to hire that guy who's the who is not the head coach but could be the head coach, and that's threatening. By the way, yeah, I get it. That well, that's too bad. Um, that you know, you've had two years on the job. Your team lost seven of eight games to finish the season. You lost six straight. Didn't score a touchdown seemingly since uh, the first night of Hanukkah. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care about that. That's tough, you know. And, and what the Jets and uh, I, I think, I think that they'll be able to do this, but. They need to divorce themselves from preconceived notions about Zach. And let me explain. The Jets cannot go into this situation. When I say the Jets, I mean Joe Douglas. Mm -hmm. Again, this needs to be a Joe Douglas special. They can't go in here and Woody can't meddle and say, all right, you know, we don't really know if Zach is that good, but, geez, we drafted him second. We got to try to get something out of it. Whomever they target. If that person, and it's got to be a veteran, and it's got to be somebody with a real tangible resume, all right? some Somebody of accomplishment already, not theoretical accomplishment down the road. If that person tells them to, to their face, hey, I like your offensive weapons. I love the New York, New Jersey area. I love the facility. I think the AFC East is, is winnable for, you know, I know the Bills are tough, but winnable for a long time. We can do something here. But I can't win with that kid. And if they don't allow the offensive coordinator to have juice, then they are destined to fail forever. No, you're right about they that. Can't, and they can't shove Zach Wilson down the throat. Well, we we know where. Unless he likes Zach. I said, Zach is, is interesting because I don't want to put him in this category yet, but he's becoming that. And he's, he's trending towards bust. But it's almost like he's a sunk cost. Like, you can't worry about it, right? Oh, well, we drafted him number two, to your point. We drafted number two in, you know, 2021. We we, we got to be committed to it. At this point, it's almost like that doesn't matter anymore because we we know 
what his what he looks like and what you know who he's become. So whoever they hire now as the offensive coordinator has to look at Zach Wilson as potentially a piece, but not definitely the piece. But you also got to try to fix him, right? You can't you can't divorce yourself fully from Zach. But if you end up getting here and a month in or whatever it may be, you just like this kid just doesn't have it. Yep, it's a sunk cost. But here's the you one can't thing: worry about it. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm pretty much with you. Um, because the allocation of money, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I almost fear that the Jets will be so consumed, or at least they have in years past, maybe I need to give them a little more credit here, uh, that they'll be so worried about how they're perceived. Not so much about the money, but, oh, you know, second overall pick. Well, geez, not even yeah. about the money, just about the way people view their inability to get it right but with you, such a premium draft spot. Yeah, but You, you can't worry about that at this no, point, but I feared that they might. Well, of course. I mean, that, well, well, that impacts how we're going to evaluate Joe Douglas, right? It's just that's just on his resume. Yeah, it's it's it, there. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So either Zach's gonna figure it out and become really good or average or whatever, or he's gonna be a bust and and it's gonna really affect Joe and Douglas. And you pivot and you make us forget about Zach Wilson. Oh, you hope so. Well, that, that's another option. The, the, for, question, the, for question, Joe. the question is, does Joe survive it? So I mean, at huh. the end of the day, they have they had to make this decision with Mike LaFleur. Like the headline. They had they had to move on from Mike LaFleur. Yes. How they did it is is interesting, but they had to. Michael Floor is no longer the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. Great. The biggest thing going forward, I think, for the Jets is that they have to find an offensive coordinator, a veteran, who basically could be your head coach and and puts Robert Sala, if he's going to hold on to his job, in a position not to have to. M- Think about micromanage. Be worried about what's happening on the offensive side of the football. If they don't find that guy, the same cycle is going to keep repeating and repeating and repeating. Now, the part of this job is to try to fix Zach Wilson. But that's the, that to me, that's less important right now. It is finding the guy who you truly don't have to worry about being competent at his job. And this is where the Jets need to be competent at their job <laughs> and when they too often are not. They need to get this one right because if it's the right move, it could fix almost everything. Now, we'll get into the Is it an appealing job? Uh, more about Zach. Will there be interference from Woody? Should Salah have any input? You know, all, all the things. There, there are many layers of this for sure, but they can't mess this up. It is non-negotiable. This is not about, well, this is a, you know, an ascending hot young uh, court. No, no way. No way. When we look here, I want gray hair. I'll take no hair. You know, because usually, you know, usually you have no hair, you're getting older. You know, you're not bald when you're 20 unless you really got the short end of the stick. I can't have a young kid running this offense. I want age. I want wrinkles. You know, I want gray hair. I want a lack of hair. I want to put the Jets on next year, and whether he's on the field, and hopefully he's on the field, that will be nice, or up in the booth, I want to see an old guy. (laughs) 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney here on The Fan. Inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio, friends of Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price. Of course, uh, from Connecticut to Maine, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And let's just be honest as well for a moment. Even the way it went down yesterday, so Jetsian. Mm-hmm. Oh, LaFleur fired. No, he's not. Mm, <laughs> yes, he is. 
You know, and not even I, fired when it's all said and done. Yeah, just got to allowed to pursue other opportunities. What the hell does that mean? Now, listen, he is young, and there's evidence that it worked with Mike White, and you know, in spurts, and even Flacco looked better. Hell, Josh Johnson. We've been through this a million times. I'm not saying Lafleur is worthless. He's a young, fertile football mind. He's got some contacts around the league. He's going to land on his feet, and he's been well compensated. Yeah. But do not tell me that people were knocking down the Jets' door in Floor Park. Uh, hello, we have to talk. To LaFleur. Well, what's so appealing? Was it the lack of touchdowns the last month? Sure, you could talk to him. This was about saving face. And this is what worries me about the Jets. It's never done with the best interest of the franchise moving forward. It's always a little scattered. Yeah. Like, well, it's Salah's boy, and, and I don't want to run him over with a with a Mack truck, so maybe we, and this is just my theory, I can't prove this, maybe we put it out there perceptually. People were maybe interested in LaFleur. Here's a soft landing, so we'll mutually part. No, the guy should have been fired. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously. And the nuance of that is is interesting for sure. But what's most important is who comes next. Now, this isn't going to be a drawn-out process. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, we all know that the offensive and defensive coordinators, along with the head coaches and general managers, are subject to the Rooney Rule. And there's probably a lot of uh, minority candidates that are still playing, at least the better ones, that are still uh, playing. It's in, It's unlikely that you're going to get a parallel move, meaning an offensive coordinator from another team coming to the New York Jets. So that's why you have to look for the pass game coordinators, the quarterback coaches, some of those that are veteran in that realm. Those are the guys that the Jets will likely target uh, early. But this process is going to go on for a little bit. you got to believe that. now, And, and I, I'm okay with that if I'm a Jets fan because mm. you have to get this right. Yo, yeah. This can't, I don't need this it can't just be like... Well, I know this guy, and I think he'll be okay. Yeah, let's 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 hire that guy. But let me ask you a question, and I'm totally with you on that. If it takes a month and a, I don't care, just get the right guy. If it's Bevel, all right, who obviously has a three year tie with with Salah, mm-hmm. and Bevel's been at OC for 16 years, there's a lot of good things on that resume. Yeah. So Bevel is a very qualified candidate, and you know that he's going to be in the mix. But if it's Bevel, and it's Bevel fast. Isn't that a bit of a warning flare that Robert Sala had a lot of say in this? Yes. And that's not a good thing. Yes, it is. It is. But, I mean, ultimately, Robert Sala is going to have some say because no, he, he is on his staff. But they shouldn't, though. But you, you got to respect the head coach. Well, I'm not saying you disrespect. Yeah. I'm certainly not trying to say that. But, but it's the, it's the uh, one. Re- it's the it's the relationship that you know that he has because of their previous stint together in some capacity. I don't know exactly what. Robert Sala was doing in Seattle when Daryl Bevel was the offensive coordinator out there. They won a Super Bowl, but I, I don't, I don't know what the relationship was. But it is the I one think it was quality control for a little bit out there. In yeah, Seattle. so so I don't know if he was yeah, offense yeah, or deep. Like what was he, what was he doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a relationship there that matters. Obviously, yeah. when you're trying to hire coaches. All right, let's uh, let's hear from you guys. This should be interesting. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Uh, let's start with Danny out in Randolph on uh, the fan. Danny, what's going on, buddy? What's up, ET? Um, you know, <laughs> I just want to say one thing. I'm with you. I want a guy with gray hair that's been, you know, an OC. You know, I don't want an up-and-coming guy. I, I totally agree with you on that. I want wrinkles, but too. I want, I want wrinkles. I want, <laughs> yeah, I want the, the thick 1980s glasses and all that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What I don't, but what I don't want is a forced marriage by the GM. We, you know, all the examples you guys are giving, you're you're leaving one thing out. Every one of these guys have amazing quarterbacks, and that makes a coach look great. We just had Adam Gase in a forced marriage with 
uh, you know, Williams, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what you're creating there when you go, look, Douglas is going to hire the, uh, the offensive coordinator who could be a head coach. You're going to have a fractured locker room, offense versus defense now as a fractured locker room. Sal is going to have to be answering because he's on the hot seat about, you know, he's looking over his shoulder. And you're just going to create, like, a toxic environment. Yeah. You know, take a look, take a look at Bill Belichick. So right? what would you do, Dan? What are you, I, Dan, you make good points. Yeah. Out of, so what would you do? How would you handle yeah. it differently? Go ahead. You know, I, I personally, I thought you brought up a good point. Like, I, I think Bevel, you know, somebody who's established that maybe has ties with Salah would be a good thing. I mean, the Jets are in a tricky position because there's kind of like this playoff mandate. So, like, what good coordinator is going to want to take it? I maybe would have ran it back with LaFleur and just fired them all after year three. Then you got to suffer for another year. Look, LaFleur could not. Part of, part of Mike LaFleur's job, whether or not you believed he did a good job as a coordinator when Zach Wilson wasn't in the football game, part of his job was to develop the quarterback, and he failed spectacularly at developing it. In fact, he, he, he admitted it. And just like Adam Gase admitted that he let down Sam Darnold. So when you when you admit it, you're basically saying, fire me. And I, I, I don't – Michael Ford should be running away from this Jets situation as fast well, as he, he possibly is. can. And he, he is. is. And he, you're right. He'll land somewhere. He's got a lot of relationships. Even if he goes and sits on his brother's staff in Green Bay, there's, there's, there's he'll be fine. Yeah. So don't, so don't cry for Michael Floor. But the biggest issue right now going forward for the Jets is that they – they have to stop the noise. They have to stop the doubt. They have to stop the question marks that are lingering over this offense. And the only way that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to get that done is that they hire somebody who in your mind you say, I don't have to think about him. I know he's going to be very good. And I have little umbrage with the, point, with the point that he made about these guys have, these teams have great quarterbacks. How do you know when a young kid is going to be a great quarterback? You have no idea unless he's put in the right environment to thrive at what he does best. And Zach Wilson was not put in that environment. He was not taught well in that environment. And as a result, he's sitting in Bustville. But two years ago, and a year ago, actually, Tua Tungavailoa was a bust. Now, I'm worried about Tua's ability to ever play again because he had three concussions this past season. That we know about. But a year ago, he was a bust. This year, for a lot of the season, he was an MVP candidate. So, so much matters Who's in place? Mike McDaniel comes in. He brings in Daryl Bevel as his pass game coordinator uh, and and uh, and quarterback coach. And look where Tua went. It matters who you surround that talent around. You can't just you can't just judge the kid. You got to judge the situation that he's in. I do understand where if you say that you know what because it's now kind of complex. And this has been my worry from day one, mm-hmm. knowing or strongly surmising that the Jets would be making this move in terms of the OC is that. You are now asking somebody, because the requirement is an established, uh, accomplished veteran OC to come in and take this job, right? And you're asking that person to come here with the head coach firmly on the hot seat going into year three, yep. which is about as undesirable a situation that you could possibly have as a coach. I mean, I... But there's take, only 32 of them. I understood. But take Daryl Bevel... Take, take Bevel for one second. I think he's 54, 55. I'm sure he's got a family living down in Miami. He's bounced around a little bit. He's mm-hmm. been an OC for 16 years. I get that. But are you going to be in such a rush, even if you like the Jets roster, to move up here, right, if you don't know if the head coach is going to be back for the 2024 season? Well, I mean, I, I, that, that, is, that is a yeah, definite true. logistical but, issue. But they're used to this. So then These, when people do say, I'm sorry, but when people say, 
maybe it's best to clean house entirely. Yeah, of course. I do understand that. Too. I, now, I, Salah does not deserve to be fired. No. He deserves to be on the hot seat. Yeah. But, and, he, and he's earned barely a third year. But I do understand that thought process where one swooping clean out, one desirable head coach, staff up from there and start over. That does make some sense. Yeah, but I don't think that it feels like that's the solution. No, no, it's not going to happen. But I can see why people would say that that could be a cleaner transition. You know what I mean, Teak? I do. Okay. I do. (laughs) Very formal. I do, I do. All right, do you? 877-337-6666. Hoff and Dover in the house, we good? We get a thumbs up from Hoffy. Dover, you good, buddy? You feel nice. Thumbs up from him as well. Uh, obviously, we'll get to the Giants later. Teak and Carl Banks were hanging out last night to get his thoughts on how the Giant fans feeling. Uh, a little baseball as well. Knicks, I, Jalen Brunson's, I mean, this, I, he is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. But we're rolling with this jet situation for a little bit here on The Fan, Tiki and Tierney. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. He once said that owning the Yankees was like owning the Mona Lisa, a testament to his love of the game and his players. Now a team that isn't used to losing has lost one of the greats. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Tiki and Tierney, 1027 here on The Fan on this Thursday. What's going on? 877-337-6666. I, uh... I do this a little later. I want to squeeze this in. I uncovered. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. A, 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 a clutch stat about Jalen Brunson that is just, wow. 
You talk about like Allen Houston um, and Larry Johnson was a little diminished when they got him, but even though he was good for us, he wasn't quite grandmama. I mean, I don't want to go off the rails here and start making things up, but I mean, Jalen Brunson, is he the best free agent signing in the history of the Knicks? I mean, maybe. He has been phenomenal. Maybe. It's it's been immediate. That's why. Yeah. And, in, love and it. it feels, I, I mean, <sighs> Carmelo was a trade. Yep. Um, Amari was a free agent signing that was good for a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, but then you, you didn't feel like you knew that it was at some point it was going to get compromised because of his health issues. Spreewell was a trade. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, you could probably, probably make a strong case that, that he might probably. be. Either way. I'll do a little mix later. Obviously, a huge football day. Before we get back to these calls, Teak was hanging out with his big blue brethren last night. The Blue Ale House in Riverdale, New Jersey. Was the place popping? It was. It was good packed, time. man. A lot of people were there. Bob Papa and Carl Banks doing their deal. Steve, was Papa Apria, he was there. Was he dipping, Bob? Uh, he was not dipping. He was not dipping. No. Did Apria you ask was if there. he dips during the game? No, like I, I didn't. Of course you didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I got there and I just got on air and started talking, signing autographs. I showed up late as usual? No, I showed up when I was supposed to get there. Oh, okay. They had a segment with Wink, I believe. Oh, and then, nice. And then I was there the on with um, Darius Slayton. And then there was a segment of just us three chatting with the audience there. They were asking questions. Um, then I signed autographs and I bounced. Must have been a good time. They're yeah. they, they are revved up. Oh, of course. How, How could you not be? They? How oh, could you not be? I trade places in a minute. Instead, I got to talk about who the next failed offensive coordinator should be. Uh, for them. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll get it right this Bob time. Bob told an interesting story about Kenny Galladay. You know, we we brought him up a little bit this last week because yeah. of the touchdown that he scored. And I don't I don't think I knew this story, but when you're internal like he is, calling games and him and Carl are, you hear these things. But apparently, after they clinched. The uh, playoff after the Indianapolis game, they all went out to dinner and, you know, wide receivers. I guess maybe it was other guys there as well, but whoever it was. And Kenny Galladay went. He picked up the bill. Kenny. Well, he had to contribute something to the I season. Mean, no, he's just. That's not the but my point is, we kind of feel like he's been excluded. Almost like a bad seed, but yeah, he's not. But he's not. I know. He's I actually that's a good point. very included uh-huh. in what's going on yeah. and just waiting for his chance like he did you know, last weekend, scored his first touchdown of his Giants career. And now we speculate. Look, he, he could be a part of some red zone packages come the playoffs. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's what he's been that's what he's been really good at his entire career, even if he's been a colossal disappointment relative to the money that Dave Gettleman um, gave him. And by the way, he has been playing, just hasn't been getting targets, and he's done some good things, especially in the uh, like he he like he picked uh Oh god, he talk about his picks. But you know I what mean, I mean? He picked on, he picked the he ran the right route to get Isaiah Hodgins open. So he's doing the little things, he's just getting none of the He's actually glory. been a pro. I mean yes. that thing could it, it looked like it was gonna go sideways for a minute and then he kinda looked like it, it was gonna get ugly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. He has been a pro and he's comported himself like a pro and you gotta respect yeah, that. Yeah, so give him credit yep, for that. I gotcha. 877-337-6666. Back to you, West Orange. What's going on, Joe? You're on the Fantique in Tierney. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, BT, Tierney. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. You mean BT hey, and Joe? Tiki. You know what? I like that. It's the BT and Tierney show. <laughs> What's up, dude? It'd be a great show. <laughs> hey, so I, uh, listen, I, think I, I, I listen to you guys. I listen to you guys every day, and uh, you guys you guys do a great great job. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Brandon, I just want to say I, I'm like you. Like, so I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan and a long, long-suffering Jeff fan, right? And uh-huh. you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts because you know, today I feel worse today being a Jet fan than I think I felt yesterday. Mm. And and the, the the reason being is right, and, and it, it's two parts, and I, I'd love to love to hear hear your guys' feedback. Sure, but but 
I, I feel as ejected, we, we are just stuck in, in mediocrity right now, right? We, we have no, no quarterback, right? We, mm-hmm. ha- we have a, a head coach where we don't even know if he's the guy, right? And, and, and as of recently, I think the signs point that he's probably not the guy, right? And then the other piece of this, right, is that we have a really great defense and, like, and fuck, right? Like being able to control them as young talent, et cetera, right? So, like, when we, when we look at the, the pieces, that's, that's the worst part, which is the offense, right? Like, what OC is going gonna, is gonna to come here, right? Like, kind of given the fact that, that they may have a very short, short tenure or – like, let's say if Joe Douglas hires somebody. Well, Joe, let me, like, Joe, let me, drop, one, let me drop one thing in, Joe, because I hear you. And that's why, to me, it's not incredibly it's not an incredibly appealing position right now. Mm-hmm. But I said this to Teak, I think it was last week. You know, Randy Johnson couldn't throw a strike early. Uh, Rich Gossage, you know, going back, back, back of the day, was with the White Sox, couldn't throw a strike. <laughs> you know, there are reclamation projects, and there are people who are arrogant enough, and I mean that as a compliment, to view a certain player who's failed, and they say, I can unlock him. And sometimes they actually can. Yeah, when they do, it creates an enormous opportunity for them. They all of a sudden become a top coordinator or head coaching candidate yeah simply because they they were part of a reclamation of someone everybody else was thought was busted for sure now that doesn't mean that that's going to happen here i mean zach's got to put in a ridiculous amount he's got a first of all he's been he's been broken mentally or at mm-hmm. least in, in terms of well let, let me take that back because that implies if you're broken mentally there's that, that's that's a little bit too deep I, what i mean is he has been put in a position where publicly uh, he has he has had to humble himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can be humbled and not broken, and still have you know a, a sense of a fight, which I think he does. I don't I don't think Zach is going to tap out and say that's nah, not for me. I think he's going to go down swinging, but he's been taking the wrong swing for two years. It's like teaching a kid the wrong fundamentals of a baseball swing. Man, he's been he's been hitting off a tee a hundred swings a day. Yeah, that's great. He's been doing it wrong a hundred times a day. <laughs> Which is why he's hitting 038 when the game starts. Yeah. So it is a complete recalibration and commitment and diligence. And I think Zach will do it. The trick is you got to find somebody who knows how to communicate it to him. Yeah. And as you've talked about forever, that is not easy. No, it's, it's so, hard because it's you almost, you almost have had to have done it before in order to know how to do it. Now, the reason Daryl Bevel's name keeps coming up is obvious because of the relationship with Robert Sala. But the situation that he was in, his most immediate one, last one, which was Tua, was very similar. Same kind of feel that Dolphin fans or national media had about Tua Tungavailoa. But then if you back up and you know forget his stint with Detroit, which was short, and he was the interim coach. And he, yep, that was 2019-2020 yeah. with Detroit. Yep, but before that, when he was with Seattle, Seattle Russell Wilson was not like MVP candidate as a rookie. Russell Wilson was, how do we manage this kid, use his skill as a, you know, like escapable quarterback to find the best ways for him to lead and game manage us with a good running game, which sounds very similar, right? Jets have a very good running game, especially if Brees Hall is healthy and their old line, more importantly, is healthy and they add some pieces to it, right? It just, it, it, it kind of mirrors some of, Daryl Bevel's previous experiences in finding success for a quarterback. So it, it, it makes sense. Hmm. It's not going to happen quickly, 
But it's why you're going to start seeing Daryl Bevel's name. And he's not a coordinator right now. He's a pass game coordinator and a quarterback coach. You're going to see his name start to rise quickly on the desirable list for the Jets OC. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, Steak, it's here to you. Rolling out on a Thursday here. What's going on? 877-337-6666. T, question for you. Yes. Is this Jets job a good one from an OC's point of view? Yeah, of course. Why? Because it's one of 32. Okay, but that's the obvious answer. Give me a little something more than that. Obviously, you get a paycheck. Is it a good job? Because if you believe that you can turn around this offense and not even make it elite, just make it competent, you're going to get a ton of credit. The Giants, you know, didn't blow the world away offensively. But Daniel Jones, and I'll use this as a blanket term, got fixed as a QB. Um, They had a bunch of fourth-quarter comebacks. They won nine games, and they're in the postseason. And now Mike Kafka, who wasn't even a coordinator until a year ago, was a quarterback coach in Kansas City. So we know like there was three layers of reasons for success. I'm sure Mike Kafka contributed, but he wasn't like the guy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the reason that Pat Mahomes is an MVP in his second year and won a Super Bowl, right? But he was there and now he's here and he's getting head coaching love. Like he's getting requests to be interviewed for a head coach after one year. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Kafka's what, 38, 35, 35 years old. So you can go into a bad situation. Not that this, the pressure is the same as a, in the first year of this Dayball era as it is in the hot seat third year of the Robert Sala era. But if you have modicums of success, mm-hmm. you're going to get a ton of credit for flipping it around. Or you That's get a crash why, and burn. Uh, or that, because the quarterback stinks. Mm-hmm. But either way. Yeah. And you get paid either you, way. You got well, yeah, but you got to you got to like there's you got to take the risk. I understand. You, have but you to. know better than me that there's good jobs and there's bad jobs. Now I would love to get on the air and say the Jets but, is a good job because it's my team. But when you look at the things that are that are constant, but you got two really good wide receivers. No, I know that. But let me give you a bigger you picture. You got good for running me. back. I, I know you what got we have. you got a pretty good offensive line. We all know that, well, actually the offensive line stinks. We all know that. Well, well you we got to get ABT you gotta, back. You got a couple players that are that can be good. We know the roster. Mm-hmm. Is ownership good? Mm-hmm. No. Historically, no. No. Well, that's all that matters. Is well, ownership good? No. You got a good general manager. Um, is the head coach definitely the guy? Undetermined. But the fact that you can't say yes is yeah, a I mean, little bit of a pause. He's he's won eleven games. Okay, in two so, years. so the answer is no. So just <laughs> okay, so no. So don't say not to be say no. Well, I man, I can't say no because he could be a good head coach. I understand that, but okay. So, but we can't say that he definitely is. I got you. Do they have their quarterback? Definitely not. Okay. So how are we going to objectively sit here and state this is a good job? And they haven't made the playoffs for 13 years. I understand that the yeah, that I, the stuff exists to elevate your profile if you turn this around. I, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the constants, the things that are already in place, in terms of the infrastructure, the things that matter to these. You always tell me it matters where you get drafted. Yeah, but it also matters where you coach. True. But was Miami a good landing spot last year? Think about what they were coming off of. 
the Brian Flores disaster. Let's not forget that there was a a large contingent, mostly a vocal minority of, of morons who were trying to say Steve Ross is going to lose his team because of the whole Brian Flores ridiculousness. Right? Let's not forget that. And here they are in the postseason, and it's probably one of the more desirable jobs in the NFL. So I don't think it's that desirable. Two is probably not going to play again. Well, what's so desirable about it? Because they they, because they, they have two great wide receivers. They have a defense that's in a they're getting better in their in their run game. They have a defense that's improving, and they're in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean it's, they won nine games. It's I, a and, job. and by the way, the year before that they won nine, and the year before that they won ten. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, the Jets won two. I know. My point is, is very. My different. point is, last off season, yep. Miami was the last place in the world you would have want to you would have wanted to go coach. And Mike McDaniel takes that job, just kind of is himself. He's quirky. He's weird, and they're in the postseason. Right, Daryl Bevel, the guy we're talking about, he takes the offensive coordinator, or not even the quarterback coach job. I don't think they have an offensive coordinator. Who is the, who is the official offensive coordinator down in Miami? I don't know. But can I tell you, Frank one, one, Smith? Frank Smith. Can I tell you one thing I might do for the I've Jets? I know that, that they that won't name. do this. <laughs> Go ahead. I know that they won't do this. Nor do I think that he would even say yes if mm-hmm. this was floated his way. All right, Eric Bieniemy. How much money are you making with the with the Chiefs? Uh, with two two million? No, one million? No, yeah, no. probably about a million. Okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna double. Assistant whatever. coaches don't make a ton of money. I'm That's, gonna it sucks for them. Uh, that does blow. I'm gonna. I mean, it actually doesn't blow. It's yeah. Millions a million. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Relative to his peers, uh, and the fact that he should probably have been given a chance by now. I'm going to double your salary, Eric. I'm going to bring you over as the associate head coach, hmm. and then I'm going to give you the freedom to hire the offensive coordinator. You will be on the field. That person will be up in the booth, and you will be prowling the sidelines, getting this offense going. I could see that. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. But they don't know Eric Bieniemy, and this weird familiarity. Yeah, kind of. But kinda I, works. you know, it's funny because or doesn't. I think it, it with Eric Bieniemy, you almost don't need to know him. Because I don't, Andy Reid's not trying to get rid of him. You know, what I mean, he's not trying to. He's trying to elevate him. I, I know. Yeah, but at some point, it's like. All right, twenty-six-year-old yeah, yeah, son, quarterback. You have to leave no, no, no. college. Yeah, yeah, no, well, son, <laughs> yeah, twenty-six-year-old yeah. son. You've graduated. Uh, All right, it's time for you to leave the house. Out. It's time for you to leave the house. <laughs> That's what it feels. Mommy and Daddy want a little free time. Get lost. <laughs> That's what it feels like with Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. And yeah, I'm, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that in like any any, any way. Not ne- not negative at all. No. But that's kind of what it feels the like. The expiration points upon us. So yeah. pray on that and incentivize him yeah. and empower him by, a, okay, I'm just floating yeah. out there. I don't think they'll do it, but I don't know. Andy Reid wants to wants to build his, his coaching tree. He wants Matt Nagy, who's now back on that squad as the uh, quarterback coach, to be the OC. I know. I'm listening. If the Jets reach out to Nagy, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Devil seems to be one of the main um, one main, main targets. Obviously, Frank Reich is a pipe. I don't know why Frank Reich would come to work under Robert Sala. I wouldn't do that if I'm him necessarily, but I, there's some names out there that are interesting. Uh, I just have to trust the Jets will find the right one, which they usually don't. Mark's in Farmingdale. What's going on, Mark? How are you? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks hey. for taking the call. Okay. What's up, man? Yeah, I just want to talk about just the Jets. They haven't been in the playoffs for 12 years, so I just feel like there's just a toxic fan base and media that's just been built up because of all the frustration. And with the media, I mean, if you go back to Zach Wilson. When he was asked that question, you know, did you let the defense down? 
I feel like they ask a lot of got you questions. And Connor Hughes does, Zach Wilson does not like Connor Hughes. So, so he set him up. He set him up fresh after just coming off the field. And he, he gave a quick, terse response, right? No. And then the media just rolled with that. And they just blasted the poor kid. And I'm not a Zach Wilson fan. Yeah. But it's, it's, they set. They set you up for failure. I thought it was a great question. But Mark, isn't it's that a question I wanted to hear answered as I was watching the postgame show as I was. But great is question. It, isn't it part of being the the quarterback in New York? I mean, it just is. It is. It's not fair. I'm not saying, you know, you get treated the same way in Kansas City that you do in New York, but you get treated a certain way in Kansas City and a certain way in New York. It just is what it is. I'm not saying it's and fair to Zach Wilson, but you got to understand that when you're drafting someone – and this is, just as a side, this is why the Giants have always drafted character, right? We had that, 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 that caller, I forget it was a female caller that called us and said that. And it was a great point that she made, Allison, I think, maybe, I can't remember what her name was, but she's, the Giants feel like they've gotten back to drafting character. And the reason you draft character is because character doesn't burst under pressure, right? It just, it's, it, you are who you are, right? You, you, you present the same way, whether it's good or it's bad, and and when you're evaluating, especially a quarterback, to come to New York, you better know that. How this guy is going to react when things hit the fan, when it gets really ugly, when it gets really hard, when the, the this entire 70-plus thousand people in, this, in the MetLife Stadium are booing you. You better know how he's going to react. And if you don't and it goes south like it did with Zach Wilson, that's your fault. Right, that that's why there's so much pressure right now on Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and this offensive staff because they thought Zach Wilson could handle it. He clearly couldn't. So it matters. Yeah, I I get he hates Connor Hughes. Who cares? There's plenty of journalists I didn't like over the over the course of my tenure. You still got to be a professional, especially when you're the most important player on the offense. Well, first of all, Connor's been a phenomenal. I don't even know him personally. Uh, I don't few, either. <laughs> a few interactions on DMs and stuff. You know, I'm a fan of his work. He's been a great addition to the New York 100%. football scene. Jets and Giants. He keeps good. it real. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what we wanted. <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, you don't you don't tiptoe tiptoe around. You know, Zach, was the wind blowing? Was was the was the blustery conditions mm-hmm. part of the impetus behind you throwing ball? Dude, what happened out there, man? Do you are, do you take responsibility for the offense not doing a damn thing? Which is That's an absolutely, which is an absolute fair question. It's an absolutely inbounds kind of a question. Not only is it inbounds, it is a required question. Yeah, it's a dereliction of of, of journalism duty if you don't frame it that way. It's, on something. Well, that's not a gotcha well, question. Especially, especially You're the quarterback. Especially when it when it clearly was becoming an issue. Yeah. Especially yes. when Elijah Moore. Is bitching about his role. What's your relationship with Zach Wilson? I don't know. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have a relationship. He doesn't throw me the ball. Yep. Zach Garrett Wilson is a rookie, throwing his arms up in disgust. Like, dude, I'm running a slant. I'm, I cleared him. Why? Why are you not looking at me? He throws his hands up. Like you, you saw all of this. Like it was. It, maybe other the other guys the other guys asking the questions aren't looking at the detail. Connor's looking at the details, mm-hmm. and you, the details will tell you a lot more than what people comes out of people's mouth. That was a continuation of storylines that were already created, yes. and that was something. And again, I and it was you, the right time to do it. Perfect. Yep, it wasn't too early. Yep. It wasn't. Listen, it was the. It was. It was. How many times do I have to say it was perfect? It was very good. And sitting on my couch watching SNY as I do every Sunday, watching the post game. I wanted to see the response of my quarterback, and we got the exact wrong one, which is why we're where we are and worried. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan until 2.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.